A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Okay, we're on. Theo Walcott turned 30 today. Did he? Oh my god. He went to the World Cup. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Egg Chasers. It's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast back for another episode. This one, not about the Six Nations. Uh, If you're looking for that, check our feed, it's already there. Hit subscribe while you're there. We're at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. We're streaming on YouTube as well, so go and check out the video. Um, and yeah, we're here in the Rugby Dungeon to talk about all other matters, the news from the Rugby Week and looking ahead to the domestic weekend. JB's right there. Hello, Tim. Phil is right there. Hello, Tim. And I'm here, I'm Tim, and apologies for ballsing up the, the uh, <laughs> start of the podcast. I was just gobsmacked that Theo Walcott is 30 years of age yesterday. Yes, that's staggering, because I remember when he was 19 playing for England. In fact, I was with you, well, Phil, and we were watching it in the Queen of Hearts in Fallowfield. 2000, <laughs> were we? Yes, we were. <laughs> wow, that's a proper student pub. It is. Uh, well, we was just out of being students ourselves, I guess. In When was this? Mind you, maybe we were... 2006 he went to the German, 2006, German yeah, World Cup. just finishing being anyway, students. It's got absolutely nothing to do with anything. <laughs> <laughs> not, not to do with rugby. Right, there's a few stories to talk about. Um, some things we didn't manage to get across in the last podcast, and uh, and as I say, looking ahead. But let's start with the World Rugby and their efforts to broker a Nations League, which we talked about before. We did a whole podcast on it, in fact. But there has been an update in the last week from World Rugby, who updated their plans, which, broadly speaking, was a 12-team league annually, with promotion and relegation, except in a Lions year and a World Cup year. Um tiers all the way down to the very bottom of all the teams that play world rugby up to the very very top which includes the six nations rugby championship top 12 teams in two conferences of six just a final playoff no semi-final and final played across the whole year so there would be six uh, five games during the six nations three games during the summer three games during the autumn internationals and the final for the top two teams well the, the, the top team from the northern hemisphere and the top team from the southern hemisphere yeah, so that was the proposal. But that, that's the not, structure. Yeah, but it's been thrown into doubt, has it not, because of the CVC stuff? Well, yes, yeah, so that was the structure. The, what What's changed is the the financing of it that went alongside it from World Rugby, who I think Phil said that they were um, a sports marketing company was... Called Infront. Infront. Who do a lot of work 
So I've just been looking at their like, um, uh, annual report. They do a lot of work with FIFA in football. Yeah, what was the fella who? What was the uh, set Blatter's like son? Yeah. Oh right, is involved the, in it. Oh, I, perfect. I, I, qu- I quickly. Go I, rugby. I quickly. But it's not set Blatter. We shouldn't well, tar. I quickly flipped through the, their Wikipedia page, and it did reference Set Blatter, so that's not a good start. Well, but they've got some some big name competitions what, and organisations that they, they deal with. You don't with. want to get involved with Set Blatter, right? Conversely, I'd love to be involved with, with, with <laughs> in me personally. If I could get personally involved, financially, yeah. I mean, if there was someone like a Set Blatter character who came into rugby, I would love to be involved with that person. <laughs> They, they do media and marketing, right? So it's, I think it's an effort to invest and try to monetize and get greater value out of the game and as a result be able to reinvest that money into infrastructure and to be able to give financial reward to the unions mm. for their participation in the Nations League. Yeah, yeah and the, the two numbers in the, the World Rugby Updated statement was a, a 5 billion, or guaranteed almost 5 billion investment in the sport of which more than 1.5 billion, it says, is guaranteed incremental revenue for the world game. And I would assume that, so this is over 12 years, but 1.5 billion would be invested into the uh, the unions. Yeah. So there's the, but the competing offer, which the Six Nations are considering currently, and the decision for this will be made by, I think, the, 20, the end of March, um, is... CVC, the equity company that or have made an, an offer to try and buy Premiership Rugby as well, are looking at the top 14, are looking at Pro 14 as well to try and invest in those. They have put down a, an alleged £100 million deal to take over the Six Nations. Hmm. Or would it be worth £100 million to each? No, no, no. Can't be. Don't know. It's, Don't worth, know. it's worth a lot of cash to all of the nations. But, Someone's getting but, paid. But would give them... Uh, a stake in all of the unions, yeah, or in, uh, no, in the Six Nations competition, so and thereby in the unions. A little bit conflicted about this because, well, we're talking about corporate takeovers, and I guess at the top level of rugby, you do need to run it as a as a business. But actually, do you really need to run it as a business? Because I am Mr. Free Markets, Mr. Conservative, Mr. All those things, right? I am about as you know, as centre right as you can possibly get, particularly on like um, you know cap- uh, cap- cap- capitalism and stuff like that. But with rugby, does it does it need to grow? And I don't mean growing the numbers of numbers of people in the game. Does does the money need to grow? I mean, why? Well, interesting question. But one thing that I would immediately jump to is um, to get the best, the most talented players. So if you want the most talented players playing and let's just say uh, the NBA start looking at Fiji as a place to select the next Leonu Nakarawa, yeah. Nakarawa to play for the Chicago Bulls or whoever it is. If rugby has at least competitive money, you can ensure that talent remains within the game. And so you what get you're saying is we need talent. this money right, in order to attract athletes that might go to different sports. I'm saying that is one significant benefit from having money. The, the second that Jordan Mailata at the Philadelphia Eagles suddenly starts starting at left tackle and dominating, uh, having come from rugby league and uh, forgive me, Jordan Mailata, I think it's Samoa descent. Yeah. The second, the second that he starts dominating, then the NFL are going to go, hmm. Yeah, well, they do say, don't they, that boxing suffered because all the athletes went to the NFL or all the NBA. Fine. Uh, and but- so it's cricket, there was a, certainly a period where West Indies 
tall, fast, what would have been fast bowlers started being scouted for running backs or NBA or ah, okay. that kind of stuff. So yeah, there, there is that. I mean, I think rugby is more fundamental than that, which is a lot of people play it because they don't like the other sports. You know, and because you like the rugby club culture and all the rest of it. And I, I, I've just had to wonder if, you know, maybe they shouldn't be running it uh, strictly just as a business. Maybe it should be... Because if it is just as a business, how does Wales survive? Or how does Latvia get a team? Because these domestic markets won't be big enough in order to justify these teams. You're going to end up with something which looks like the NFL, which might be great for the for that league. What does it mean for participation and everything else? It doesn't. Ha- I think one of the points of this is you don't have to rely on those domestic markets. As in, if you the f- if the finance is is done centrally and spread evenly, then you can. At- so if there's if all the Welsh rugby clubs decide they're not going to merge, they're not going to have four separate clubs, they're not going to have three or eight or however many, they're just going to pack it all in you could still have huge central funding from an organisation creating a Welsh rugby union, creating the players. And no one, want, no one would want that. <laughs> I, mean, Jim, I mean, would you want to see club rugby go? No, no. No, that is not what uh, I'm saying. I'm just saying there's independent funding. Infrastructure. And how many times have we said... Um, you know, look at uh, you, you. You've cited the Irish model that it's school system which generates Irish rugby players. It is not, not so, uh, same well, with England. What, what if suddenly there was money which could be put into schools, put into to try and it, so it's played in more schools. So the, so the level of coaching, standard of coaching, standard of coaching right. is so better at base levels. I think that this sort of stuff when they say oh well, we're going to spend it on in, on infrastructure, I'm very skeptical about what that means. I think the best way to raise money for clubs is for clubs to go and raise their own money and spend it. You know the way that they want to, rather than whether it be CVC or it be World Rugby or, or anyone saying, "Here we are going to promise you huge, huge, re- huge, huge central revenues," because you become focused on that revenue and you become dependent. Okay, on it. I, I take that. So what I would say is the point. Is if I if I change what I say slightly, rather than I'm not saying giving money to schools or clubs, there are ways that you could spread the game to more people that wouldn't otherwise play rugby, and that is to me. The important part, yeah, because you know, I want to see Spain and Portugal be playing at a high standard, and you'd have to, you'd have to convince me that going down this route of these these super tournaments annually is a good idea, and I'm well, not convinced it is. Well, one small thing, for example, where as yes, don't, rather than giving clubs money to to spend, actually, if you coached coaches at Co- rugby clubs, yeah. Then, so you had better coaching of young players. That will. That's why New Zealand. I, I talked about it on the other podcast. Why Wales have have these this rugby these rugby brains these this rugby intellect. That's because that's it's sort of in the DNA of the of, of the nation and and it's taught from a really young age. Same with New Zealand. It's why they punch above their weight in terms of per capita. And it's I think it's one of the areas where England really struggles is that the quality of coaching at grassroots level. Unless you're in a private school, it's actually. On average, really bad. Well, not not really mm. bad because it's it's willful. It's a lot of effort, but it's, it's it doesn't it doesn't you don't harness the power of the player pool and the size of the player pool, which you always talk about. Yeah, yeah, that 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 is true. Yeah, so I, I don't know, and actually, I don't know enough of the details around these these two deals to make any reasonable comment on exactly how successful or unsuccessful that they, that they be for the world game. So they they are still nothing is confirmed and agreed. It's mm-hmm. all still hypothetical at the moment. And the, the statement this week by World Rugby didn't materially change anything other than, as Tim said before, the 
11, maximum of 11, sorry, maximum of 12 games rather than um, 13. 11, 11 for most sides, which is what yeah. it currently is. Um, the other two elements of this, the other two kind of key headings, so one was a um, commitment to uh, improve the women's game to a s- similar standard, so increase, continue to increase competitiveness uh, of mm. the women's game, which is a good thing. <sighs> is it not? Providing women want to play. <laughs> I mean, that, that is like a serious, a seri- a serious I don't point. think anyone in world rugby or anywhere else is suggesting forcing women to play rugby. No, but if you're putting a huge amount, if you're putting a huge amount of resources, right, into targeting, and not just women, targeting a demographic of society to play rugby who aren't willing to play or don't want to play rugby at the expense of people who do want to play rugby... I don't think that's a reasonable use of resources. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, and I don't think that's what World Rugby is suggesting here, but I can I can see that logic. The other the other element, which was on the back of the Top 14 and Premier Rugby announcement that they were disappointed that they'd not been consulted about this new proposal, um, which they hadn't been because it was only the, the mm. uh, unions being um, consulted, was... It's, this is it's very loose, but all it is is a commitment to work with international rugby players, mm-hmm. who are one of the the, the parts of the international rugby players councils, and also leading domestic club competitions to optimize the model, which I, I do think is a it's a key component. I I always assumed it would be part of it, and I think World Rugby did assume it, but there's no way that this model doesn't work if you can't uh, dovetail the Premiership the Champions Cup, the Top 14, the Pro 14, Super Rugby seasons into the new model. Yeah. yeah. It can it, it almost goes without saying, but there was the announcement by Premier Rugby in the Top 14 that they had just hadn't been consulted. Here, I think, is, is the crux decision and the sort of headline. Okay, so what would you decide out of these? You're one of the Six Nations unions, or you are the Six Nations. You can, you can just, let's just say for argument's sake, you can decide for all six countries. You can take the CBC private equity cash, £100 million per union close keep it as a closed entity completely separate isolate it from and shut off any chance of a of a world league okay Um, so far so good (laughs) (laughs) or alternatively you take the nation's league model promotion relegation and if you had to just pick one of those first one you pick the first one you had to pick one of those you had to i i am intrigued by the world league mm. in just if you give me those two options i'd be tempted to go for the world league yeah i'd, I th- I'd be interested to see what what i'd like is say let's just cut a five-year period let's do that for five years and if you give me a button where we can revert back to the previous after five years if i don't like it i'd go for that option yeah but it just doesn't work like that does it it just doesn't like you, well, can't, talking- you can't undo what has been done so i would say be very careful with the Six Nations because it's very, very special. And it's not that I want people frozen out of the Six Nations. Far from it. I want everyone to have a Six Nations, but well, their own. So, well, okay. Well, So, so here's, here's where I've actually got to. If I had to pick from those two options, I would pick the World League. But after this weekend, I was sat there yesterday and I thought about this with um, after, after the games on Saturday. I sat and thought, how would I feel after the Six Nations if this was part of the World League, 
And I think where I got to was, I'd be thinking as an England fan, I'd say, oh yeah, Wales, you've got your Grand Slam, fine, doesn't matter, because actually it's all about who, it's all about where you finish come the end of uh, end of the year and who's in the top two, who's in the top position. And I think there is an element where it will it will take the shine off the, the Six Nations and how amazing that is. The bit that I do like about the World League that I that I that I really want is the promotion relegation element and the, the 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 fact that any any nation can aspire to be at the elite. So the compromise position for me, which you know I'll, I'll throw this out there to to World Rugby, take it, uh, go with it, is to not have the Nations League structure, but to have Northern and Southern Hemisphere structures. Which the pinnacle of which is the Six Nations and the Rugby Championship, in which you kind of go, you have to a get sort of a compromise promoted position, promoted and demoted between promoted them. and demoted, but then the rest of the season is still uh, still those rivalries. And what and one of the elements that is lost through the Nations League is that that what what World Rugby had committed to, which is Tier Two sides playing Tier One sides in the autumn and in I the see, summer. I just love that. you lose so that you more. lose that a little bit. Yeah, so I would love. So, so that, that's that's my sort of like actually I'm playing the fill yeah. role and going. My, I like a bit of that, and I like a bit of that. Well, my, Sit on the fence, Tim. Yeah, my yeah, best, best place. place to be, isn't it? So, yeah. would Never you would you go what, for that, JB? Would you go for that, JB? If it was, if it was, the Six Nations, is still has that sanctity and that special. I would. I'd pin, be happy pin, with Italy, but you had to put having a promotion, a promotion relegation. relegation clause in them, but no one else. And <laughs> I, you know, I thought, like, how would I do this if I had to put promotion relegation in? I might promote or relegate a team every five years. Based on their five-year record, yeah, or oh, four years, well, four Run, years running World Cup cycles, it's devastating for the team that drop out in four years. And also, you automatically make whatever's below the Six Nations inferior. Whereas my dream would be the Rugby Europe Championship. Got nailed it this time. Um, to be as big as the Six Nations, it, it, it's in its own right. Now that sounds madness, it's, right? Yeah, it is madness. It is madness. But, you know, they've had they've had record attendances following on from last year's record attendances. They're filling out grounds now. You know, so, you know, it's it's a long way away. What, was, what it, were the scores at the weekend? Um, off the top of my head, but off the top of my head, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. I know that <laughs> Romania beat Belgium uh, and I know that uh, Georgia won. I don't know. I don't know. Don't know, don't know the third game, but they are. You know, they're improving. They're filling their stadiums, and that's important. So I do. I like that idea. I'm just too much of a realist to think it could happen in any time less than fifty years. Well, what did I think? Fifty years is too optimistic. In well, what all did honesty. Georgia get in their stadium? Forty. Uh, uh, their biggest games, fifty thousand. Yeah, so they... but, it, but it's not just about attendances because Georgia last time they played Ireland got beat by fifty points. Last time they played Scotland got beat by fifty points. They were beaten fairly handily by Italy. So they Georgia are the closest to be able to compete on that top tier. They're not even close yet, and they are comfortably the best team in that division and have been for a significant chunk of time. Yeah, but if Georgia can do it, why can't why can't Spain? Why well, can't right, Spain just, get to the, yeah, but why can't Spain get to the same level as Georgia? Well, we're not saying they, 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 uh, we're not yeah, saying they can't. They but can. Phil's talking about the timescale that you're talking yeah. about. It's probably not in our lifetime. I think it is. I think I, I, I really well. well I suppose medical science has, has has advanced a lot. We might live another sixty yeah, years I mean, if we're very actually, lucky. <laughs> I say I think it is. Maybe it's not because it's not necessarily about. It's not necessarily you, about the infrastructure at the very top of the game. It's about all the clubs below it. Do you think? Italy will win a Six Nations in our lifetime. 
That's that's a genuine question. I can't. I can't see it. Uh, well, let's see how Treviso finish off. So, uh, the, yeah, Treviso, Treviso. I think, yeah, maybe in fifty years' time, Italy could be competing based on what uh, I've seen in the last Georgia twenty years. Will be competing in a World Cup at a higher level than Italy, probably this or this World Cup or next or, or next World Cup. It'll, I think I think Spain will be will will, will be pushing it, um, Italy soon. Interesting. The well, issue, well, and here, here, herein lies the issue with because if if we took what you're saying as a legitimate suggestion, then it would require the money to be spread from the Six Nations and them to give effectively give some of that away to the to the league below to make up for the shortfall in television revenue, marketing money, crowds, crowd. Yeah, but you got to remember they're also not spending. I mean, Six Nations money. On Six Nations players, so a lot of the money. Yes, because they don't have really strong domestic leagues, which yeah, but, cultivate I mean, great players. Spanish player, tw- like twenty-five k twenty-five k per per match. You know, they don't. They don't, They also don't have the have have the have the expenses. So no, there does need to be a funding solution, and I think the one thing I'm pretty confident in well, the CVC deal is the opposite of a funding solution because it's drawing a big ring fence around the Six Nations, them going off as a little island on their own and saying. Yeah, we're we're, we're, we're a totally separate entity, nothing to do with anyone. And not else. only are we completely separate, it's our duty now to return something to to our shareholders. I mean, that's a legal duty that they have. Yeah, I don't know what the legal duty is currently. I mean, I suppose Six Nations has to return return something to its shareholders, which are the unions, but they can do with that whatever they wish. Mm-hmm. Just I've just looked up the attendances for Georgia in the God. Rugby Nations. Is it not good? So. I've seen them when they hosted Samoa. It was 50-odd thousand. I love, I love that Phil has like live fact-checking fact check, <laughs> on the podcast. So they hosted Spain. Should be a tasty game. 15? Attendance? No, 12. Three. 3,000. Three, in Georgia? In Georgia. Oh, right. Forget it. So they, they've not... They've played uh, Russia in Russia because that is normally another one that they sell out the stadium. But, uh, yeah. Not so much, then. Oh, they've got 6,000 against Germany. So there's 12,000... Oh, yeah, and, and Russia, Georgia. So when that is played in Georgia, it's a big game. Played in Russia, 5,000. Yeah, I want to go to Tbilisi for the Scotland game. Yeah, so a lot of people are calling you out on saying Tbilisi's not an amazing city. Apparently it's very good. And they invented wine. Amaz- they invented wine? Uh, that's what they say. Apparently, Georgians invented wine, and it's supposed to be amazing. I think as your penance for writing it off, you need to. When, you, when, we need to go. When is it? August. Bloody hell! Just a weekend. <laughs> Just a weekend. <laughs> we'll see if there's direct flights. If there's direct flights from Manchester, I'll, I'll do it. That, that are less than uh, two hundred. Surely there's a shady Georgian businessman who'll uh, who'll make this happen. <laughs> yeah, you want to be careful with those shady Georgian businessmen. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Um, if if we can get direct flights from Manchester, we can do it in two nights. We can do it in two nights for I'll, reasonable money. I'll, I'll I go. will I will do it. Yeah, there's I mean, a lot of lot of caveats there. Yeah, and then we've got two weeks in. Get yourself some cornerstone razors. <laughs> yes. corner, if you want me to go to Georgia, <laughs> buy yourself buy yourself one of these lovely lovely ripper shirts I'm wearing. Yeah, merino wool. Akuma shop. Akuma shop. Akuma with a K. Akuma shop. Uh, dot com slash egg chasers. Get on it. Get a wonderful egg chaser shirt. Get yourself a cornerstone razor. Cool. Egg ten at checkout. An engraved, engraved weighty shaft with your six cornerstone razors for just four quid. Cornerstone.co.uk/slash egg chasers. So right. So 
just to conclude, you've got CVC Cash. I actually get the feeling where, as much as you love the Six Nations as is, you don't want a totally separate entity completely isolating themselves from any future involvement and all, and completely separate entity from world rugby. So am I, am I sensing that despite the cash that might be on the table, you're saying no to CVC cash, Jamie? Yeah, because I'd have to ask, what value are CVC bringing? I mean, when you bring in, on, bring in a business partner, I mean, if CVC are just buying it because they want it and they're going to pay the unions, fine. But then what are they going to add in the in the back end? Have you, have you just sold the Six Nations for nothing? Are they going to go out and renegotiate all the TV deals? Are they going to open up new markets? Do they know how to you know, get the Six Nations televised in America or whatever mm. it may be? What is it that we're getting into bed with? Well, it's interesting that they're going for, uh, well, rumoured to be going, well, we know they've tried to buy Premiership Rugby or, or a majority stake or, or a significant stake. We know they've had a sniff around Pro 14. The word they're having a sniff around top 14 as well so which which suggests to me they're just trying to buy european rugby yeah, well as a whole and the entity. problem is right if you listen if you talk to our good friends in australia for instance um green uh, gold a green and gold podcast right they say that you know basically it's all northern hemisphere right if they need to uh, make money or want something to go viral online it'll be a northern hemisphere thing which does it so northern it's the money from the northern hemisphere which powers everything mostly mostly from the uk actually Oh, it's difficult. It's a real, real difficult one. And also, answer me this. What is it to buy the Six Nations? Because presumably, what rights do you have to host a tournament? What if the team's pulled out of it? Well, you would have a stake in the unions. Well, that's it. But they yeah, don't, so do they? So they would. So are you buying... Yeah, does the Six Nations come with a stake in the union? No, it doesn't. It. Six Nations is just a tournament. It's, it's like the Premiership clubs own the Premiership, right? Um, but if I oh, own the I'm Premier, sure it's got to be more. It's got, yeah, there's there's got to be something else to it. It's got to be more locked down. But than like that. you can leave the Premiership if you if you wanted. Yes, and you could leave the Six Nations if you yes. wanted. So so we're, so we're saying all, uh, generally no. If if we were in charge, no to CVC. I can understand why people would go with the with the World I'm League. Maybe on CVC. If it was just a fifty fifty, I'd go for World League. But actually, I've, I I think maybe let's do this in stages. Stage one, promotion relegation in the respective northern and southern hemisphere competitions. And then maybe the Nations League could be a stage two. Mm. Maybe after the next World Cup cycle. Yeah. I would also... See yeah. how it goes. I do you know what? I would also have a huge scouting effort for tier two teams. I mean, I'm sure they do this anyway, but I would sift through every player playing Premiership to find Spanish heritage or Portuguese <laughs> heritage. I mean, they all, I mean, Spain uh, already do, do a lot with the French clubs. I was amazed that Ireland were aware that Billy Burns was Irish qualified. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I probably shouldn't be, but just when it happened, I was, I was amazed. Yeah, it's smart, isn't it? There's yeah, some smart people at yeah. the top of rugby, which you don't give them, don't, don't, you don't get enough credit. Um, Georgia Romania on Super Saturday or possibly even Super Sunday last year was thirty eight thousand in Georgia. That's more like it. That is more like it. It was twenty like twenty five sixteen win for Georgia. Oh, what Romania can <laughs> cheat. Um, <laughs> so cheat the way out of that no? next, and so next year Georgia will host Russia during the Six Nations. That could be the exit. that's the one. That could be the the tier two. And tour. there's enough time between then and Japan for everyone to forget. I've been to Japan for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, the next one. This is a. Uh, I don't want to make. I don't want to be flippant about this because, but I think it's um. It's it's a story which is which is 
creating quite a lot of heat. So in the wake of the Christchurch Christ incident, obviously it goes without saying, an uh, uh, absolute tragedy, um, there's been quite a lot of people that have been saying that the Crusaders isn't an appropriate name for a rugby side Okay. in New Zealand. I understand the emotion and I understand the 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 reaction in, in the immediate aftermath about things like this. But but what do you think? I, I think this it, it's not the same, obviously, because there isn't the the backdrop with the incident that happened, but it's it's up it's in there in the mix with people saying that Exeter Chiefs is inappropriate. Exeter Chiefs is not inappropriate. Uh, Crusaders are not inappropriate. Um none of this is inappropriate and I don't think they should be, you know, uh, taking this tragedy to push forward political uh, political agendas, really. I mean, it's to sort of you know, the Crusades themselves. Okay, were uh, pretty brutal, but life was brutal. It's just it's fine. It's absolutely fine. I think people are just trying to cause issues where they don't don't need to be any issues. Yeah. Yes. No. No one following the no one follows the Crusaders rugby team because they are trying to incite religious war. Yeah, <laughs> no. they just like rugby, exactly, and, and remember, that's and, and that's okay. If I remember correctly, weren't the Crusaders fighting the Saracens? Yes. Should we get so, with the Saracens? No, it's fine. It's all fine. There you go. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think agreed. It's just, it's just, it's a, it's as a lot of comments well, and a lot of things being said about this. At the I've minute. seen the Crusade. Well, people are trying to control what, what you think, um, and I, I don't know. I just don't, you know, I, I find the whole thing rather uncouth, actually. Mm. You know, there's 48 people dead and you want to push your agenda on a sports team who has nothing to do with it, you know, nothing to do with any of yeah. this. So um, that's my opinion. They've handled it in quite a classy manner and uh, and hopefully it will blow over. And just like with the cultural appropriation accusation <laughs> levied at Exeter I mean, Chiefs, it will it'll it'll go really away. F- really, really boring names going forward, like like the Blues or... You know, something which is, you know, I'm trying to think, you know, the, like the paperweights. Or, you know, <laughs> In fact, there we go. There's a little challenge. The most mundane team nickname that you can think of at yeah. Rugby Podcast. Tweet us. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's people out there who've had family dive at the hands of hurricanes. I mean, we can't ban the hurricanes. The, the Exeter doilies. <laughs> <laughs> the sea defences. The, the Cardiff neck curtains. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it just do one. It's, it's not like there are there are actually people that think you shouldn't dress up uh, at Halloween. Don't, don't. I, things I'm, like I am convinced. You know, I am convinced. Are these people real? Yeah, that's exactly. I, I'm pretty sure there is someone in a Russian troll farm laughing at us. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the fact that, you'll never guess what we got them to discuss this week. Yeah, this is hilarious. Look what I'm, look at the mess I'm managed to uh, st- stir up now. Yeah, that's what I think's happening. You might be right. Uh, so. Sean Edwards, having just won a Grand yes. Slam, is uh, has confirmed that he has not signed a contract with Wigan Warriors, as was thought to be the case. He said that they agreed that they were going to sign one, and then that Wigan said to him, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that soon, and that was nine months ago. Wow. Well, clearly, uh, you get the impression Sean Edwards hasn't necessarily been pushing it too much. Um, so, certainly well. not right now he wouldn't not be right pushing it. Right now he wouldn't be. So he, His he's, stock could not be much higher. No, he is uh, going to be unemployed after the World Cup. And he's available. There was some rumours of him being uh, approached wasps. by wasps. Mm. But, where where, where but, have they but, got that many from? Hmm. But maybe has he got a, a job lot with 
with Gatland and he's going to throw his lot in with wherever Gats goes. I would. Um, where is Gatland going to go? England, I hope. Mm. England and Edwards to uh, the RFU sounds like a good ticket. Yeah, I, I would be very, very careful about adding Sean Edwards as my head coach is the answer. Undoubtedly, he deserves a shot somewhere if he wants a shot. But on the other hand, he well, he's head, he was head coach at Wasps, wasn't yeah. he? But he's very much, he's always been very much Gatlin's man. Well, that was after Gatlin left, he took over, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. but he took over while still working for Wales. Yeah. So he had some sort of like dual role there. I don't think I would want him as my head coach necessarily, although he does deserve a chance somewhere if he, if he wants it. I would stick with, why not stick with Gatland? I would stick with Gatland. Probably. I mean, the, the, if, it the was the, if it was the RFU calling, he, I mean, he's, he's an Englishman, isn't he? He would, he'd love that. Yeah, yeah. The thought of him going to England, him and Gatland, that is quite exciting. It, it, I tell, I, I cannot tell you how excited I am about Gatland going to England because and Edwards, they would be so, so good. I mean, we'd be looking at one of the best teams ever to play rugby. That that that's how good it would be. So he could, he could make the Six Nations really boring, is what you're saying. Yeah, they would destroy... <laughs> it'd be back-to-back World Cups. It'd be better <laughs> be better than what New Zealand put up for their back-to-back World Cups. <laughs> That's how good it would be. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, well, well. Uh, We'll see about that one. What else has been going on? Cipriani. Uh, there's talk about him potentially moving on. You don't know whether this is just always at this time when stories like this come back. You go, is this is this just contract renegotiation leverage, or is this genuine? But uh, so I as I, as I I don't know whether I thought he had a two year contract, but there's some talk he's got a one year plus a one year extension with Gloucester, which would make him available. Mm-hmm. And it, the rumored amount of money that he's on is well from from what we've heard below market rate for him which for his amazes me because he's such a good player and with some of the money that's been talked about for other players Andre Pollard half a million well, quid it does Gareth Ains come to Bath for stupid money I mean yeah it does oh my god really um, rumoured well, it does stack up doesn't it that Cipriani might not be on the money you'd expect him to be because that Gloucester team is expensive and they're good and maybe and he, he can't possibly be a marquee player no so, from from his point of view, he must be thinking, I will take this cut in my salary because I've got a bloody brilliant squad around me. I've got a good team here, good setup. If I'm going to get that England 20k bonus every time that I play, I need yeah. to be in this environment. Yeah. So maybe it's under market rate, but in other ways, it might be, you know, it might be I- ideal for him. 
And I know, I know he is determined to be back in the England, yeah. in the England setup. It, That's the other thing. It is ideal for him if he then gets to the England 25k, which he has uh, once or twice in South Africa. But if you're not getting that additional 25k, you are definitely below market and certainly below what you could be earning in France. The clubs, do you want to know? Rumored the clubs Club? rumored uh, Bath are interested. Uh, Gloucester want to keep him. Obviously. Uh, Quinns. Quinns is an interesting Quins. one. Because Quinns have got Smith and Langers, who are both very good, young, talented players. Catracalis they have as well. Has he yeah. gone though? But no, he's he just not. Never. I, th- I think they would look, they look to offload him to a Jefferson, Catracalis, yeah. Because Tim Sweel left, right? He went to Newcastle, didn't he? Yeah. Um, Ooh. I wouldn't play for Quinns if, if, if Bristol was the other club that was rumoured. If I was Sippers, I'd go Bristol. I wouldn't go for Quinns. I'll tell you why. Because I'd be furious that the man who was signing me, i.e. Gustard, did not give me more more help getting in the England side. I I, I think that'd be unbelievable. Yeah. Like, no, not going but there. West London. Principal. Oh, yeah. West London. Yeah. Actually, that is quite attractive now you put it like that. And he does like London. Um... Oh, Quinns does not. Yeah, that might work for him. I can see nice him. Nice kit. I can see him at Bath. Great kit. Yeah, Bath's definitely an option. I'm sure. I'm sure Quinns changing their away kit would be a stipulation in his contract from yeah. that horrible green monstrosity. Yeah, and the other rumor is, whisper it. Don't. I don't think he gets on very, very well, very well with Owen Farrell. So, um, you know, the chance of him getting back in, back into England at the moment are going to be fairly limited. Because you've got to be Farrell's Farrell's mates if you want to play there. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure they get on. I'm not sure that they get on too well. Go to France, Danny. Go I've been to... saying it for two years. Go to France. Earn well, half a million a year plus more than that, and then I'd like to see him go to and relax. I'd like to see him go to Racing with Finn, and then have half a you know forty minutes each like, <laughs> like every game. Just utter chaos. <laughs> Beautiful chaos. Play one of them at fullback. Play one of them at ten. Uh, split, uh, split the pitch in two. Just, just let them run, <laughs> run riots. Well, watch this space on sippers because uh, it should be dealt with in the next couple of weeks. I hope so. I hope, I'd, he, I'd, I hope he stays at Gloucester. That's I hope what he I stays hope. at Gloucester. It just seems everything works there. It's a, it's a nice setup. But he deserves to earn that cheddar. Yeah, pay him, Definitely. Gloucester. Just, just pay him. <laughs> I bet you know there's a deal to be done here. Right, and the deal is. Because Gloucester, right, Gloucester needs to keep him. What, what business could they help Sippers launch? Uh, well, the deal I would do, right, is I would basically say to the Welsh regions, please take Owen Williams. Please take him. Then I'd use Owen Williams' money and then pay it to Cipriani. Now, I'm pretty sure Gloucester have already thought of this. There are brighter minds there than me. But that's you know, if they haven't thought of that, I'd be amazed. Who would... What, what what business could they could they start? What what, what business do you think Sippers might uh, might enjoy to start? I can imagine Sippers doing something Nesquik like chocolate. Nesquik well, chocolate, sort of a, a, Mal- sort of a chocolate, a chocolate milk, a, a, a chocolate milk energy fitness drink. I can see him doing stuff like um, car modifications. That would be a very <laughs> yeah. Him him and Nev. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Killing it. Pimp my ride. Yeah. Uh, yeah, modifying Range Rovers and so on so, and so, so forth. Oh, there's uh, got to be some kind of golden wrist, platinum wrist. Oh, yes, bracelet. now you're talking. Bracelet. Oh, uh, what, like high-end restraint wear? 
(laughs) (laughs) Or maybe some like the grip mitt type things. But he doesn't got the ball. No, no, not grip mitt, but that kind of thing. No, an opposite's a grip mitt. Right, that adds extra rotation to your wrist. No, you've got it completely wrong. Kind of gyroscope based (laughs) wrist wear. No, 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 no. So what it is, right? Is the gloves which make the ball less sticky, so you're more likely to fumble it because his hands are so good. This is the only way that he can get better. (laughs) Right? It's like a handicap system. (laughs) That that, uh, slip mitts. Slip mitts. <laughs> and if you can play with slip mitts, and when, when you you're take as good off, as you're you, as good as like, Cipriani. That is bloody brilliant. Did you did you notice? It's like those, those scrum off weighted balls. Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, slip mitts. Danny Cipriani slip mitts. <laughs> <laughs> did you notice Adam Hastings' hands when he came on yesterday, no. or rather his fingers? He had all of his fingers, every single one of them, independently taped. Well, that's clever. Right, I've spoken about this a, a is lot. Is that like, like Martin, in the way Martin Johnson used to? Martin we, Johnson used to have in between the, the you know, you got you got well, you got your knuckle and then you got two joints on each finger uh-huh. in between each of the joints, between the knuckle and the middle of the finger, between the middle of the finger and the weird. And the end of the finger. He taped it, but that was an NFL thing because when his when his when your hands are held up, it creates like a a target, oh, a, a, a visual, a visual target. Well, no, it was more like a mummy, an Egyptian mummy, from half a centimetre wow. above the knuckle all the way. Why? Right, is that, is that dry? Because it, yeah, well, it must be for grip. Yeah, so the, the, the stupid thing about stick mitts, right, which no one wears a, a, anymore. <laughs> oh, does anyone wear them? Do you think anyone? Can't. Good, well, so good used to wear them, didn't he? Okay. If you're coached properly, you don't catch with your palms. <laughs> you just don't, right? So why have you got grip there? <laughs> so I always thought it would be better to make... Um, Sticky thimbles. <laughs> <laughs> like the rubber things you use when you're sorting uh, exactly. paper. Yeah, yeah, for documents. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what you should wear. Because you want to catch with the tips of your fingers. Yeah. So, so that's what but Hastings did. Surely you lose a little bit of that. I mean, Adam Hastings is wearing it in an international game, so obviously not. But surely, I was thinking you lose a little bit of that sensitivity. Sense. and maybe. I don't know. I think that, but the other thing that I was thinking was, so I never really like to do anything in a game that I didn't do when I was training, if that makes sense. You don't want... So, like, if people using uh, the handball spray yeah. in a game, why do you want to change... How you catch the ball. Yeah, how you catch and pass the ball in only one scenario. So I would never want to do anything not in both. So unless he's going through the routine of taping every finger in every train, every time he catches or passes a ball, it doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah, so sip... Sip mitts is what, is what <laughs> sips, slips, 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 and uh, and si- and sippers thimbles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm... And then when you go from the the sip slip mitts no, to the sip. thimbles, no, no, oh, yeah. sip tips, sip tips, <laughs> tippers, yeah, tippers. So you, tippers. So you go from the sippers tippers slips <laughs> mitts to the sip tips. Yeah. You're going from absolutely no grip at all yep. to like the, extra, extra, extra. Grip. Exactly, it's a system. There you go. Make up the short gloss there. Help him launch that business. Give him some of your marketing nows, and uh, and he'll stay. Steve Vaughan, if you're listening. Yes, genius. Uh, right, let's take a look at unless there's any other news going on this week. We haven't really mentioned the under twenties, Six Nations, or the. Don't know what happened in it. What happened in it? Uh, didn't Ireland? Don't know. Couldn't. 
Or was it France? Uh, or was if you want to know about that, go or... follow Alex Shaw because he will do it in much greater, much greater detail than us. I didn't even know. I couldn't even tell you who played today. Well, England played Scotland. Did I they think win? I remember. Live Googling. Live Googling of rugby knowledge going on. But, right but England beat Scotland. Yeah, well, England, I knew England beat Scotland. Yeah. No, um, no but we can talk about the domestic games which are coming up this, yes. uh, this week because it's a big, big week of domestic rugby. So, it's always going to be a big week of domestic rugby until it's over. Um, rugby is St. James's Park. Is that this weekend? It's this weekend, yeah. yeah. Exciting. Well, actually, like, 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 chronologically, massive game on Friday night. Yeah, local well, derby, East Midlands derby. All right, let's, so go through the fixtures then. Friday night, 7.45, live on BT Sports. Leicester Tigers host Northampton Saints. I'm going, Le- I'm going Northampton Saints here. They're playing lovely rugby. You saw them in the, live in the, in the Premiership Cup final today, Tim. I did. How were they? Uh, they look very good. Oh, it's hard to judge because that wasn't Saracens. That that wasn't Saracens were very uh, sorry. Northampton were very good. They were playing against a, a, a very young Saracen side. Mm. Who, but nevertheless, Northampton played very very well. It, it was two young sides, though, wasn't it? Saracen well, relatively. Northampton are a young side now. Well, I, yeah, I, true. It's interesting. Chris Boyd sort of said that he thinks maybe eight or nine, or maybe even more players will change from that Northampton side to the one that takes on Leicester. Which does, again, hints at the, the, the strength and depth he's be, he's building by blooding a lot of these young players. Mm. Um, but yeah, Northampton, uh, they've got something about them. And I think what I really like is... Okay, just looking at the back line. Naira Vora was in there. Piers Francis, Francis, Luther Burrell, Arcee Tuala. And yeah. Grayson Furbank, Mitchell, who are young lads. Waller, uh, who's got a lot of experience. Ryanak was on the bench, Harrison, he'll come in. Uh, Tom Hutchinson was, was on the bench, he'll come in. Yeah. So two different teams. I mean, it feels to me that Northampton are absolutely bouncing as a club at the moment. Huge win against Sale. Um, did they win the week, the week after that? Yes, No, they, they lost their last two games, actually. Have they? Yeah, before this one. I just have a feeling that they're going to... Um... They lost to Bristol at home. That's right, they did it. Oh, yeah, with, with the four, four, four yellow bin. cards. Ah, yeah, that does make a difference. And then they that, lost to the Saracens before that. That said, they have just won a cup and Leicester are in, a, are in a bad place and completely inept. But Leicester with their England boys, who could be tired. Who knows? Yeah, it's, isn't, and, it's, and it's two teams that will they'll be desperate to win for league points, but for pride as well. Northampton for me. I think what's interesting with Northampton is that is the way that Chris Boyd has very slowly been changing the way they play. When he first came in, and I remember, I think it was the, 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 opening, the opening game of the season, I, I was at... Gloucester, I think Northampton were playing, and I said to Chris Boyd when, when I chatted to him and managed to formulate a full question, <laughs> <laughs> asked him if he was going to bring his kind of influence that he'd brought from Super Rugby in, into Saints, and he, he he was at pains to say, no, 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 you got to respect this league, and you can't just come in and change things. But he has changed things, but over a really he's long period it, of time. Yeah, he's taking his time doing it, and you see the way they're playing with real. They play. They score a lot of tries from broken field play. Tell me about it. it. But it will take longer. I think it'll take, well, at least till next season, possibly even longer than that, for it to bed in to the point where they are winning more and more games and really challenging at the top of the table. Mm. <sighs> it's tough to call. Saints. I think Saints as well. Leicester Tim. will be buoyed. Ford will make a big difference to Leicester. I Joe. think. Oh well, he's already been playing, so 
I think one of the match performs a few weeks ago. Leicester at home, just okay. It's going to be a feisty, feisty match. Next game, can't wait. So we've got uh, there's three three o'clock kickoffs. We've got Gloucester hosting Wasps. Okay. Gloucester, uh, Gloucester at home. Yes, Gloucester. Yeah. We've got Saracens hosting Quins. Live live game from uh, the London Stadium on BT Sport. Oh, is it? Are you you working that? Not that one. Oh, you working any games? This, uh, yeah, this Friday week? Friday night and oh. and uh, another game that we'll come to in a minute. Very, very nice. Um, the London Stadium. Saracens hmm. will. I mean, Saracens will have to rest some of their England guys. Yeah, but if not, it's true. Because they've them, got a quarter final. Exactly. They've got but, qu- yeah. As have Quinns, but. They need league points, uh, and also and, and Quinns have had fewer players playing for England, of course. And but Quinns are on the end of an absolute hiding against Gloucester, absolute hiding, absolute beat down. So if it, if it's a few months ago, I was well a month ago, I would say Quinns have got a good shout here, but because because of that beat down that they received from Gloucester, I think that Saracens will take them to pieces. I think I think Saracens that their their team will be completely changed from the one that played this weekend, completely. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. What did Alistair Crossdale look like on the wing? Didn't see a great deal of him. Uh, he looks really electric when he goes forward. He has been a little bit frail defensively, but you don't know how much of that is system and how much of that is personal mm. issues just through the whole competition. He's meant to be bloody brilliant. He looks really dangerous with the ball. Yeah, meant to be a good good schoolboys fly half. We're going to be a, a fullback, apparently. We've got a lot of guys that are going to be fullback. Like Max Malins looks to me like he's more a fullback than a fly half. But... Mm. Yeah. Anyway, next game. Uh, give me Quinns for that one, though. Interesting. Uh, next game, uh, we've got oh, Bris. So by the by, the way, on the Quinns thing, uh, yeah, the, the premonition took in, took a big step forward when we've talked about Sippers already. When Marcus Smith was called into the England squad, yeah, not oh. Sippers, yeah, yeah, which would be a massive slap round the chops if he was Sippers. So all it takes is for Farrell and Ford to both go down pre-World Cup and then the whiteboard strikes again again or for the first time uh, no again um, <laughs> Marcus Smith being England fly off would be wonderful although he's not done as much this year as he did last year he's, he's got some real competition from Langers yeah uh, RGC's I, Langers exactly um, uh, yeah well hopefully he will start uh, England's first World Cup game <laughs> that would be, be great Saracens Saracens to win Alex Good man of the match okay so we've got a couple of relegation battles coming up now so first one at 3 o'clock Bristol host Worcester Bristol host Worcester Bristol ooh Bristol for me did anyone listen to my interview with Darren Barry I haven't yet I've downloaded it it is fascinating because he's very 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 honest and talks about big well, game for him this one personally boy from Brizzle well if playing he, for Worcester if well if he plays because uh, we, we we spoke quite a lot about Worcester's propensity not they don't believe in rotation for the Premiership so they've got a starting fifteen and even they've played the same fifteen for a, a lot they, I remember them playing their big names in the Premiership Rugby Cup earlier in the season yeah. to keep that consistency. Uh, so very frustrating for the guys on the outside of that team trying to get in. It's very interesting to say that because that's one of the things you pick up from Northampton that has changed under Chris Boyd is that everyone gets a crack at some point and so he's very honest about there will be rotation, you get a crack and if you play well, you're in. 
and you need you do need to keep that carrot dangling. Yeah, well, that's a fascinating one for me. Dean Ryan, who, uh, speaking of Dean, Dean Ryan, and this is not about um, this is not about rotation, but just how Worcester were planning their, planning their games and what a smart operator Dean Ryan is. Now, I don't think much of him as a director of rugby. To be honest, I think he's a far better pundit excellent, and an excellent um, broadband expert. Yes, quite <laughs> um, super fast. He, Wi-Fi in the Worcester Academy house. He used to lim- try and limit the amount of carries and tackles made by his props, which to me is completely counterintuitive. I always think like the model for props is the extra chiefs model, where you try and get your props doing as much stuff as you possibly can. But he had the opposite idea, which is you don't want them tackling and carrying because you want them scrummaging, which I thought was absolutely fascinating. That's interesting. So yeah, no, it, it wasn't from a. Uh, you hear some. Stories back in the day, my brother's told me some stories about playing at Plymouth and any any forward that wasn't a designated person, there was only one or two of them, I think Dan Ward-Smith was one of them, <laughs> wasn't allowed to pass the ball. Dan Ward-Smith came up in our, in our, um, in our interview too. What, about one of his favourite players? Just like oh. a really good player. Yeah. Like he should have got an England cap. Like the, the best athlete. I thought he did. Would he get in the no, squad? He, got, he got in the squad then got injured. Yeah, uh, and the last one, what was the last one? Yeah, when they went to play uh, Exeter Chiefs, they they practiced 160 lineouts, uh, and they only had eight all game because Ex- because Exeter decided to, decided to keep the ball in play. Eight wow. lineouts all, oh, that but, uh, like... 160 times. Practicing. There you go, Worcester fans. When you're driving to Ashton yeah. Gate or getting the train, get that podcast downloaded and listen to uh, Darren Barry. As for the game, it's going to be Bristol, isn't it? It's going to be Bristol. It's gonna be Bristol. I can't see where Worcester's next win's coming. It's got to be this one. Their fixtures it has to be this one. If they want to stay up, they have to win this. Yeah, and they've played some good stuff recently. I mean, they came back very well against Exeter to get that losing bonus point. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see a couple more wins. And I think they'll get something out of this game. But I just think Bristol will probably edge it. Then we've got St. James's Park. Yes. 5.30. <sighs> So is this also a live game on BT Sport? A live game on BT you Sport. You doing this one? I'm doing this one. Ooh, excellent, ooh, exciting, good game to be doing this. Yeah. One. As a neutral, uh, as a neutral, who will you be supporting? I, I I will want the best team to win. Exactly right. Um, and bloody tough game. This Newcastle will be targeting this game. Well, yeah. I mean, can they play Mark Wilson? They, they haven't got to, Europe the next week. They only they have they to, you have to rest your England players at one for one week out of the next two or yeah, three, right? I would have thought they'd play Mark Wilson. I would play with Mark, Mark, Mark Wilson. The biggest stage that the club's going to be on for a long time. Not only do they need the points, you know, they made a big song and dance about this. It's like you used to say, Phil, you, you don't lose on a do. And don't this lose is on a bloody do, big do. And well, like London Irish going to New York <laughs> and getting relegated. Ooh, yes. Yeah. A bit like that. Uh, Sale are sort of the opposite to what Newcastle are in some ways. So, like, Newcastle are a really, really good team who are kind of low down. I reckon Sale are punching a little bit above their weight at the moment, sitting in at fifth. You know, there is a, there is a trap to be sprung here. By I'm not sure, yeah. but I'm I'm not sure about that. When you look at Sale's fixtures, I think they could spring a surprise and sneak. I think I think they I think Sale will sneak top six and could sneak top four. With looking at their wow. fixtures, look at their fixtures. Sale top four. They've played a lot of the North tough West. teams. They've played a lot of the tough teams already. They've got a favourable, and there's no easy games in the Premiership. No cliche, cliche, cliche. Yeah, but they've got a favourable running. Well, also they've been skiing. You know, they've been skiing last week. 
relatively easy work week for them. Those boys and sales do sale do not get overworked. Not a tremendous amount of internationals away. Um, you know they'll put a, a bloody, you know it, it'll be a good game put that way. That's on BC Sport when Sunday five thirty p.m. Saturday on night. Saturday yes. Saturday evening. Brilliant. So who who are you saying, Tim? Uh, I'm gonna say. It was this game last year that, that stitched Sale up as well. They went to St James's Park, should have won, no, no, and narrowly lost. No, and that, and that, no, yeah, it wasn't St James's Park, was it? No, 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 it was the Newcastle game. Sale went to St James's Park. Uh, not, no, 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 not St James's Park. Sorry, Kingston yeah, Park. Kingston, Kingston Park. Park. Yes, yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. Should have won, lost it really narrowly, and that scuppered their top four. Uh, that scuppered their um, their top six. Well, sorry, they've had problems. At, uh, up north before. If you think about the year before. I did. I think he broke his leg. Rob uh, Rob Webber broke, broke, broke his leg against Newcastle or broke his arm. And I think AJ broke his leg. And then. They got caught. caught in, the, in last year's game, they got caught really cold. And then they had this unbelievable comeback. Scotland esque comeback and, and almost probably should have won it. And then Dan Mugford missed a kick to win it. Yes. Not that I was watching. Was that last year? No, it was two, no, it was two years was two ago. Years so ago. twice I've been up there in recent years. I had bad losses. I, I, as much, Newcastle are on a bit of a run. I just fancy Sale. And they're good, but Newcastle will also be playing like 5% because they're, they're going to be wearing a special Doddy Tartan kit. Yeah. And they're going to be wearing a Newcastle um, football kit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this, this is, I can't see Newcastle losing this. I'm going to. There's a lot of emotion and a lot of. Newcastle yeah. by five. So. If we're it's going to be so tight. I could call it a few a few points either way. Yeah, I think it will be very tight. I think Newcastle never lose on a dupe. I think they might sneak it. Yep. And if Bristol and Newcastle both win, then most likely, depending on bonus points and all the rest of it, Worcester will find themselves rooted to the bottom of the table. And they won't get out after that. Saturday. God, there's, there's twists and turns yet. There, there are still some to go. I think. And Sunday. Sunday, just the one game, three o'clock. Sunday Park, Exeter Chiefs host Bath. Live on BT Sport. That'll be good. That'll be a cracking game. It's a great Sunday game. Uh, Exeter Chiefs, next. Yes. Give me Exeter. 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 Cool. There you go. Right. Ten Two to and a mid- half hours of podcasting. Done. 10 to midnight. Pro 14 games worth a mention. Some some will win, some will lose, and we'll find out <laughs> next week. <laughs> <laughs> good. Oh, actually, uh, actually, who are Treviso playing? <laughs> Here he goes. Here we go. You got uh, you got uh, Friday. You've got Cardiff Scarlets. Don't care. Next, <laughs> that'll be a good game. I just want to know. Who, it won't be a good game. Connacht Benetton. Okay, away so travelling away to Connacht. That's a good game. That will be so, a tough so game. You, the next two weeks, your t- your your beloved teams are, are facing off against Connacht. Oh Benet- yeah, Benetton this week. Oh, yeah, week. We're, 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 you're not denying it then. No. I, just, <laughs> be, I said, oh yeah, because Connacht's going to be an important game. For, well, for me, because I'm doing a Facebook Live show on but the behest of Sale Sharks. So I'm going to be doing um, basically your job, Tim. They've really but, twisted um, your arm there at the behest I, of. Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> go on then. So I think I've got to interview Dimes. I've got to do an interview in the Soften team. It, softening him up for me. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm not telling you what I'm asking him now, in case you nick it. <laughs> uh, got a changing room interview before the game with one of the players, and that's I cool. I think I've got some touchline stuff. 
I'll see you there in the tunnel. Yeah, exactly. Jostling for space. We can kind of like an anchorman fight. I feel left out. Maybe I should start interviewing someone in the sail tunnel. Yeah, well, what, what are you doing in Go. two Fridays' time? Are you, no are idea. You playing rugby. Uh, what day is it? Oh, yeah, we've got a oh, Vets game. 29th. I have, I've actually got a work night out on the 29th. Oh, right. Better things to do. Fine. So, uh, Connacht, Benetton, Edinburgh, Leinster. John Barkley making, um, hope, hopefully... is You'll make box. Hopefully, John Barkley at some point soon is going to be coming back into fitness. It's, it's around about now. So we said, he said after Six Nations, hopefully, might start getting some game time. So keep an eye out for John Barkley's name. That'd be great to see him if he, if he can make it back. Uh, Saturday, Ospreys, Dragons, Ulster... Your boys, home to Southern Kings. So that's a big guaranteed win. Guaranteed win. Big win. Uh, Glasgow Cheaters, Munster Zebra. It's a good good warm-up, that. Big win for Ulster to then the following weekend go to get hammered by Leinster at the Aviva. So. RGC play Cardiff on a Sunday as well. Oh, why, why, to... why, why, why do you mention that? Just because it's just, It just came up on the... Exciting. Good. Right. Very well, good. Pleasure, Bye, pleasure podcasting with you, gents, and uh, see you on the next one. Bye-bye. Bye. 